Good day. Welcome. We are glad you're with us. Uh, the Bill Michaels Show. We are uh, back in studio today, somewhat, so to speak. And after a successful day yesterday with uh, the Brewers and uh, obviously with opening day. What a day yesterday was. It was so much fun uh, being down at Stenny's and uh, enjoying ourselves down there. We had a, we had an absolute blast. And to everybody that came down yesterday and hung out with us, uh, boy, I tell you what, by the time we left, there was probably, I don't know, it started out when the game was just starting. There was maybe 30 to 50 people there. And then by the time we left, we got out of there about 2.30, quarter to 3. And I stayed and watched the game a little while, but – uh, man, there was like 200 people there. I can only imagine what that place was like after the uh, the game got over and then all the shuttle buses started arriving back at uh, at Stanley's. But uh, thanks to everybody for uh, coming by yesterday. The, the opening day broadcast was so much fun. We had an absolute blast. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin beyond the borders. Give our friends over there at New, Mo- New Mail Medical a shout, uh, 414-455-4444. Five one. That's four one four four five five four four five one. Ben Kenny producing the program today. Uh, ben, did you enjoy your opening day festivities wherever they might have been? There weren't really any, to be honest. Really? Well, I mean, I I'm busy on Mondays. A lot of I'm errands busy. to I'm run. Working. I got stuff going on. Yeah. No, like I listened <laughs> to the game. I watched the game as much as I could. But there yeah. weren't many festivities. I enjoyed the game. That's for sure. Right. Right. Yeah, the game was great. Uh, Bryce Terrain with the bomb. Uh, hey, by the way, and this is like sacrilege. Um, I know the game did not sell out yesterday, but now I did not specifically like pay attention and or listen. What I, I didn't listen to the radio except for when I was driving home, and everything to me sounded fine. What is the complaint about Bob? About Uke? What, I mean, did you did you get any of that yesterday, Ben? No, I didn't. I didn't either. I, I, I or I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't hear anything. But there was people over on Twitter just kind of going after Uke, and I'm like, man, baseball's back. Just enjoy it. The the tones of one Bob Euchre, and and man, I'm I'm giddy over that. But I there's quite a few people that uh, were not were not uh, were not thrilled. I guess for lack of a better term, I don't know why. Then again, the haters are a loud minority. But uh, but God, it's like, come on, man! They won ten to nothing, or uh, they they ended up just beating the hell out of the Mets. And holy mackerel! You know, the, if the one thing you got to complain about is euchre, man, you need to go out and find yourself a life. Certainly do. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us, do it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can also hit us over in many different ways. By the way, uh, you can find us on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Bill Michael Show. Same thing on Twitch TV, Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michael Show. And uh, yep, uh, for many of you that are noticing today, different backdrop. I told you that we're starting to get into uh, the. Uh, um, we're getting into the new studio, and they started uh, gutting today, and it's an absolute wreck. So uh, so everything's uh, down here. I think this might be the setting for a while. I don't know. I'm not a fan of not having a TV in front of me, uh, something that just in case there's breaking news on one of the channels, I, I usually have it sitting there. Um, but, um, yeah, I, you know, beyond that, I, I don't know. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. It's kind of awkward because I'm actually the windows are behind the camera. And it's weird. I'm just looking outside. So not a fan of that. But at least it's aesthetically uh, decent for right now. Oh, okay. That's why. That apparently he called uh, the uh, Terrain Grand Slam. He called it for Brian Anderson. Oh, okay. 
I don't know. I, they, that, come on. You know, how many times have we heard somebody say, hey, this guy makes the three and it's the wrong name or a tackle and it's the wrong name. You just get it mixed up in the moment. Who cares? People need to get over that stuff. Um, so the Brewers get a big win. Three and one on the season. Three and one on the season with the with the start. Um, way too early to read anything into it, by the way. We talked about a little bit about that yesterday. Um, it's great they got off to this kind of a start. It, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, like I said, baseball's back. Like tonight, I'm looking forward. Tonight, I'm going to be in the office uh, up in the old studio, and I'm I'm. It, it's we grab bins, these big bins, uh, and all the papers and all the paperwork and all the receipts for all the last couple of years and all this different stuff that's coming out of these cabinets, all goes in these bins, and uh, the TV and everything is still up there. It's still in the office. Uh, so I'm just going to flip on the Brewers game, and that's where I'm at tonight. I'm just hanging out there. The walls are getting redone. All the shelving is getting torn down. Uh, all the all the holes in the wall are getting filled. All that stuff. So the crew's up there doing that. Uh, and I don't. I, I think I say crew. It's like two guys. Uh, but uh, they're up there doing all that, and then it gets painted. And then after that, the TVs get hung. The new the new wall gets done. But uh, there's a lot of crap. Just I mean, it's amazing the amount of crap you gather over a two- to three-year period of just stuff. There's there's some memorabilia. There's some plaque stuff. There's stuff that you got that you really didn't want to throw out, but you're not sure if you want to keep. You know what I mean? And so there's just crap everywhere, and it just gets stored in corners because what was ever outside of the view of the camera, who cares? Nobody sees it anyway, and nobody goes in there but me. And, man, I started pulling everything apart. It's like, oh, God, I'm almost like a hoarder. I've got a pathway through there, so chairs and stuff are coming out so all that stuff going on hey by the way um speaking uh, of baseball and the brewers and and standings and all that kind of good stuff uh when you look at the brewers right now and you get off to this fast start and you're excited about it and and i get it you know um think about this i mean they're they're a game ahead of st louis they're tied with cincinnati right now and uh, you know pittsburgh is sitting at two and two and they're tied with st louis they're ecstatic by the way in pittsburgh Starting off the season two and two. This is fantastic. Ben, what the hell happened to your Philadelphia Phillies sitting at 0 and 4 right now? Uh, I don't know. We're a we're a Wisconsin show. We're a Brewers show. So I know I, that. I would but not I, I want just, to bring the show down with thoughts on the Phillies. I I know that. I just wanted to to make it known that, you know, your Phillies are somewhat ailing right now, man. I know. I know. They stink. Just ailing. So season's anyway. over. <laughs> um so uh, we and by the way, no new news on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, Aaron Rodgers front. Nothing new there either. So and now it's funny because do, do you get the sense that all of a sudden now they're somewhat panicking in in New York? For a while there, it was like, well, New York has no reason, and it's unreasonable request from the uh, from the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers are being stupid. And now, all of a sudden, I I get up this morning and I'm I'm listening to a little bit of New York radio as I'm kind of walking around the house getting stuff done, and uh, now all of a sudden they're like, well, they got to get this done before the before the draft. If they don't get it done, Rodgers isn't going to get traded to after June first, and he's got to get in here. He's got to work with these young guys. That's even under the premise that he's going to. But now the anxiety of what we've been feeling over the last couple of years seems to become prevalent for for the New York Jets fans. 
all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, he's not going to be here. He's not going to work with these receivers. He's never worked with these guys before. I mean, Al Lazard's the only guy that, that has knowledge uh, of this. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett's really going to have to coach these guys up, and I'm thinking to myself, it just, in, just take out Cobby and insert Hackett and let Hackett coach him up. Let Cobby coach him up. Let, what, what makes you think that he's coming there anyway? You would assume he would. I think that's the natural assumption. But what makes you think he's coming there anyway? So I, I just found it funny that that was today. Uh, I was listening to some of the uh, some of the New York radio commentary uh, coming out of that area. Uh, and then, and Ben, I started getting texts last night wanting to know how much I was sending you and what uh, what dinner is going to be sent over to the studios. So we gotta we got to make the call on that. Last night, UConn gets the win in dominating fashion. They pretty much dominated the tournament. And uh, the the uh, smaller prize was just over a couple hundred dollars that came out of the uh, came out of the pool. The larger prize, that's that's nice. Um, so what, uh, what what do you want me to send you, Ben? <laughs> when you made fun of me on the Yukon pick, and then we got into the discussion of sending things out there and monetary advancement, and uh, so now I'm gonna like uh, no, I'm gonna do this. So at, at some point here, either this week or next. Something will arrive for one Ben Kenny. Okay. I mean, I would argue. What food are we looking for? I would argue that I don't deserve it. You produce the show and put up with my crap every day. How do you not? That's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll think about it. We'll see. Okay. I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that, I, yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty excited. My, my buddy uh, texted me last night, and he said, uh, he said we hit it. And I just said how much, and then I went to sleep. I didn't hear back from him, and he, he texted me this morning, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's nice. Yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be good. I'm I'm leaving on vacation in a couple weeks, so uh, vacation and then some. I was pretty happy with that. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So a wide plethora of stuff. Uh, here's another question, and I, I got to ask this, so I'm only going to ask it. Uh, I'm only going to ask this. I wanted to get the email correct. Nick says, uh, hey, guys, I know that you talk a lot of men's sports, but have you talked about the controversy in the women's Final Four in the championship game with the LSU player showing the face and the ring? I, He says, I like the controversy in women's sports. While it may not be the best in sportsmanship, he says, it's great for women's sports now that we're looking over that fence. Any controversy is good controversy, and that is from Nick. Um, I, Ben, any reaction to the women's championship game and the back and forth between Iowa and LSU? I mean, I had reaction to two things and yes, none of which were the end of the game and what went crazy on Twitter and in all the popular yeah. sports talk places. The reaction I have is that the refs are absolutely atrocious and are a disgrace and should not be back on that stage ever again. That's number one. Number two, Caitlin Clark, who's probably the best player in the country and, and literally draws people to the television to watch her play, she plays absolutely no defense. So I think she would fit in perfectly with many NBA teams if she would choose to go down that route. Just, you know, okay. stand in the corner, hit a three, don't guard anybody. But I don't know. The whole, the whole thing at the end, I don't, think it's, I don't think it matters at all. And everybody lost their minds about it. Right. So, but, but yeah, it is a good thing that I think everyone's talking about it and everybody watched cause it was a really entertaining tournament, but I just don't think that that piece should not overshadow the fact that the refs were an absolute disgrace. Okay. I, um, 
my reaction when I was asked that was, I, okay, we see this go on all the time. I guess if we got into the sportsmanship side of things, we'd be discussing this more heavily or there would be some kind of outrage here, but there's, there's really not. Um, I, I just found myself going, eh, you know, I mean, we see this stuff all the time in men's sports. I think what's happened is, is that the men's attitude and swag has trickled into the women's game. And because we haven't seen it out of the women's game before, we're taken aback by it. And to me, if you just look at them as athletes and not gender, which is what we have to today, I guess, um, it's like, okay, you know, we've seen bat flips. We've seen certain things that you do and you don't do via sportsmanship and unwritten rules. And we've talked about it. And it's like, okay, I'm, it didn't phase me much. There wasn't, it wasn't like when I, I saw it, I went, oh my God, you know, some people wanted to make it racial. It was like, no, these are just two competitors that are going after one another and one got the better of the other. And okay. You know, you reap what you sow. So it's like, okay, I, I really don't have a reaction to it. I don't know why people lost their mind because this has been the kind of stuff that's gone on in the men's game periodically for a long time and everybody I, I guess in social media we want to lose our minds over it but eh, you know it didn't really phase me that much to be perfectly honest with you uh so anyway that's kind of uh getting out of the shoot today 877-867-1670 you want to hit us up feel free to go ahead and do so Oh, we would love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. And we are only about, um, I think, uh, maybe about a month away at the most uh, from uh, receiving the new Big in a Cruiser this year. And we're excited about it. We're going to be, uh, our schedule is going to be out. We're actually going to get it on the website, TheBillMichaels.com. Uh, uh, we'll be putting some stuff up there. Uh, you can follow it on Facebook and follow it on Instagram for where we're going to be. We'll start posting those things as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be out and about. And, and don't forget at Cunis, man, they've got uh, a number of different things. First and foremost, they just won the award for the best in the state of Wisconsin. The, and they continue to grow, too. They'll be outside of the state of Wisconsin, but they continue to grow. So they're the best in the state of Wisconsin, not to mention their selection is enormous. Their service is second to none. Uh, thus being the best in Wisconsin by this rating system that rates RV and camper and travel trailer dealerships and such. I mean, they're just that good. Uh, I get it from the one down in Elkhorn, but they're all over the state. You can see them along 94 and 43, and you can see these places just about everywhere, out in lacrosse. And it doesn't matter the brand, whether it's Jayco, Alliance, Coachman, Dutchman, Forest River, Gulfstream, you name it, they've got it. Motorhome, fifth wheel, camper van, travel trailer, Cunis has got you covered. Go to CunisRV.com, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tommy Hunter deals again to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone! He just hit one out of here with the bases loaded. Bryce Terang, wow, with family sitting in on this one. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michael Show. 
We continue on. Big day yesterday down at the ball yard. Brewers get an opening day win, a dominant opening day win. And everybody left extremely happy. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Lux Golf Bays down in Franklin, Wisconsin. L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. And uh, Lux Golf Bays, great place to go. They're heated. They have bar service. They've got a restaurant service attached to it. You can see your swing. You can see the flight of the ball. You can even watch some of the sports that are on TV around you. And the uh, as I had mentioned, they are heated. But they have big couches and lounge areas and such around the tee boxes. Good stuff from our friends down at their LuxGolfBase.com. That is LuxGolfBase.com. Um, the, uh, you know, the game yesterday. Uh, now, let me ask you this, Ben, because there was some discussion that the roof was closed the entire time and that the flyover wasn't visible. That is what I've heard, yes. Um, I. But we were working I, during that. I don't know the exact... Uh, it's better asked to someone that was there, probably. Okay. Because I saw the end of the game, and some people had posted the flyover, but I don't know, and they had a, I think, they, I, now correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were outside because I've got two friends that showed video of the flyover, but it, they, but they don't show the stadium. In the video. So it's just the sky of the, the flyover going by, and I don't know if the roof was opened or closed when that happened. I know a lot of people were talking about it being closed, but some people that had posted it, I I just assumed by the post that the, the bomber that flew over, they could see it because the roof was open. But I, th- I think from what I've heard from many people was that, no, that's wrong. The roof was closed all day. Um, and that anybody that got a video of the flyover, they were actually outside when all that took place. So if you were there at the game yesterday, let me know. I mean, I've got some people. Susie says she read that the stadium roof was closed yesterday, which uh, I would assume it would have been. It was drizzling. Uh, when I when we got off the air yesterday, uh, which was just after the start of the game, we got off the air at 2. The game started at 110, um, which by as fast as they go today, that was probably the fifth inning. <laughs> But uh, when we got off the air yesterday, it had already started to rain outside of Stenny's because when I was tearing the equipment down and we were taking some of the stuff to the vehicles, um, it, it was it was raining. So my assumption was the roof was closed. And when I drove past it on my way home, the roof was closed. But I know some people had talked about missing the uh, flyover and others had posted it. So I my assumption was um, John says we were still in the parking lot. We saw the flyover. It was pretty sweet from there. Okay. So they said, so anybody that was videotaping it, chances are you're probably in the parking lot. You probably weren't actually inside the stadium, and the stadium roof was closed. So at least that's what I'm starting to get from a lot of people that must have been there. Oh, they were, uh, they were given a flyover to the tailgaters, arguably the most important people in and around right? the stadium. Yeah. Um, Darren says, Brewers have had flyovers before with the roof being closed. Never received any attention until yesterday. I, I think flyovers are really cool, but I, I don't know why you do them in dome, dome stadiums. And we've seen that happen before with, um, you know, now with big games like Super Bowls and such, when they're at AT&T, AT&T Stadium or they're at Energy Stadium or they're at some of these places that have roofs, um, at like out in uh, Arizona this past year as well. Um, some of these flyovers we've seen and the roofs are closed, but it's the, the flyovers are lower than, say, what the blimp picture is. So the blimp actually catches them flying over the top of the stadium 
which looks cool because you've got all the pageantry going on around the stadium. Everything's pretty much lit up. There's neons and such. And then the, the jets fly through that. So when you've got a blimp up there and you've got that video, you can see that beyond that. I'm, I don't, you know, unless you've got a camera outside videoing the flyover for the people that are inside, I I don't know why you would do it, I guess. I, it's honorable. I'm, I'm glad that they do it. I'm glad there's a consideration there. It's it's very honorable in that sense, but, uh, you know, I agree. Um, Jeffrey says, uh, a flyover for people that are inside a dome. Great. Um, Will Tell says a discussion about the Jets lowballing the Packers. Now, other teams, including the 49ers, could get involved. The Jets better come correct or they won't get Rodgers. There could be a team or two, but I don't think the I think if the 49ers got involved, I think, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I don't think the Packers would trade in conference. I, I I just I don't think they would do that. Uh, however, and I've said this before, that say the 49ers would come and say, you know what, the Jets aren't coming off of that first pick, and the Packers want that first pick. And maybe the 49ers would say, hey, we'll give you two first picks. Well, that would blow everything up because now the Packers would, would seriously have to look in that direction. I don't think you can, I don't think you can say definitely 100% no. Are you going to trade him in the division? Not a chance. No. Not unless it just gets stupid. But I think that a team like the 49ers could jump into that mix and say, yeah, I, I think a lot of teams could jump into that mix and say that. But, again, the one thing I would caution is, now, if they believe that Trey Lance is the real deal and Trey Lance is ready to go, then – because Trey Lance is what – this will be his third year, right, Ben? He was yeah. in it the first year, and he didn't he, he didn't do anything. Garoppolo was the starter, and then last year he was going to take over, and then he got hurt right away, and Garoppolo finished the year until he got hurt, and then Purdy finished the year. So this would be his third year. So if you believe in Trey Lance and you think, well, he's still raw, we don't have the 100% confidence in him, let's go after somebody for one year, and you believe it's only going to be one year, then maybe you do if you're the 49ers. Maybe Shanahan calls and says, hey, look, well, well, whatever the Jets are giving you, we'll up it. Just let us know. Maybe, maybe that that maybe that's going to happen. Merlin says, "Well, dummy Goody already conceded the first round pick. Why, if if you can't get it, why is he a dummy? That's what I don't understand. I, I get off of the he should have traded him last year. Okay, just you know, let let's 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 forget that." Okay, because there's nothing you can do about yesterday. We can only deal with today. So if you can't get a first rounder, why is he a dummy? I just I I would love to. Yeah, I I would love to have that explained. I would love to have that explained. Um, Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 16, 70. I'd like to know that. Why is he a dummy? John says picks 42 and 43 are fine by me. That's that's if you get both. That's if you get there's a there's a thought that they'll only get one of those two. You know, the suggested deal was you flip-flop first rounds, first round picks. So you get the 13th, they get the 15th. You flip-flop and then you get the 42nd pick in the draft and then a conditional pick down the road. 
So I, I, that's kind of where we're at. And besides, I mean, when you talk about other teams getting in the mix, what do they have to trade? You know? Um, Joe says he's a dummy because we have all the leverage. No, we don't have all the leverage. You've got probably more right now. Why announce that we don't need a first round? Does the, doesn't that lose leverage? He never said we don't need it. He said we may not get it. Never said we don't need it. <laughs> I don't think he's ever said we don't ah, we don't need a first round pick. I could be wrong. Ben, do you have that cut where Goody kind of uh can backed off a little bit of the uh, the first round discussion? I'll grab it. Do you have that? Yeah, if you could find that cuz I don't think he ever said that. I have it, you know. Yeah, this is what Goody had to say specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, that's not a necessity, but at the same time, um, you know, the value of the player is, is he's a premier player, you know, so I think getting premier picks back for that is or players is, uh, is important. Do you have to have picks this year, or would you be willing to wait till you know, future drafts? I think the sooner the better. You're better, I think, certainly if we get beyond the draft and everything changes, compensation changes, and, and, and then, you know, so that would be a whole different scenario, but hopefully we can get this done soon. Did you hear what he said, Thomas and Merlin? He said, no, it's not a necessity, but he's a premier player. So if we're not going to get the first, if we're not going to get that, that pick, then we want players. Did you catch that? He said, it's not a necessity, but He's a premier player, therefore he demands premier compensation in picks and players, in picks and or players. You know? And um, uh, Team 12, whatever it is, says, uh, so Russell Wilson is worth more than Rodgers? No. But at the time he was. At the time he was, and Russell Wilson's going to continue to play. Rodgers is not. You can't look at it as player to player year right here in the here and now. You got to look at the longevity. Russell Wilson at the time was coming out of Seattle, still has plenty of years left to play. Rodgers is maybe a one-year guy. You know, maybe a one-year guy. That's it. 877 You want to chime in, by all means, go ahead and do so. Also, there is one guy that says, no, I'm not talking to you. Not going to happen. I'll tell you who it is when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. best things they've ever put together was uh, Cider Boys. I love that stuff. And they pair it up with uh, all the good food down at uh, San Giorgio and down at uh, Calderon Club as well. But thanks to uh, Joe Martino and the gang at Point Brewing. Keep supporting local and your local craft beers. That's from Stevens Point. Uh, 877-867-1670. We've got the stream worked out. 
Got everybody on it now. Everybody's coming back. That's good. So uh, in the new location down here for the time being, this is kind of temporary. How's this look on uh, the screen there, Ben? Have you have you checked it out at all? It looks good. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I actually figured out how to do the uh, the TV behind me. It would be the funny if you show back there. Yeah, maybe we could play with what you put on the TV for some humor. Okay. We I mean, it'd be that. great if I had the remote and I could just change the <laughs> channel and you had no clue. You know, what's really funny is... On. Well, that's just it. it. It can go into anything. But here's what's funny is that TV looks small. That's an 85. That's how far away from it I am. That's an 85-inch TV. That's how it, it looks tiny. But that's just the size of this room. This room. I've always said, you know, when we talk about the great room, um, it's it's this room is massive. I mean, the couch behind me is a, a seven- to eight-person couch. The table I'm at seats like six to eight. It's just, it's just, a, just a big room. But, uh, but, yeah, this is where we hold the Super Bowl parties and all that kind of stuff, and it's one of the areas for the Christmas party and such, too. But, but yeah, it's an 85-inch screen behind me, and it looks tiny. It just I'm like, wow, I thought that would be just huge. I thought it would be great for this background and everything, and it's just like, nope, not, not going to happen. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, so I got a couple emails here I want to get to. This one is from uh, this is from Steve. Steve says, uh, hey, good morning. First of all, congrats uh, to Jim Nance on his final uh, call for the Final Four. Uh, he is the epitome of class. Looking forward to the do you, uh, Here's the one thing with Jim Nance. I don't know if you've noticed it, but the it's almost like the forcing of hello, friends. He said it like 11 times last night. And I just kept thinking, okay, I, I, I get it. Maybe that's your signature. That's, and we all get it. But he usually does it at the open. And he just kept saying it. And I was thinking, is this just trying him to just try to pee all over this broadcast or something? But I've always liked Jim Nance, but I like Jim Nance so much better at golf. And doing the Masters and doing those particular tournaments than I do in uh, than I do in uh, the NCAA in college basketball. Uh, I would uh, I think Kevin Harlan would be by far better than Jim. Nance. I think Kevin Harlan is probably the epitome of of can do anything anywhere at any time and make it exciting and sound fantastic. Um, so anyway, uh, but I I I get it. Uh, Jim Nance has been an icon. And, you know, kudos to him on a terrific career calling Final Fours and such. But last night he kept going, hello, friends. And, and he'd stop. He, he'd, like, start to talk. He'd say, you know, we're live. and uh, 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 Hello, friends. And it was like he had to force that in. Uh, first of all, Euchre, uh, the Euchre haters are calling out the mistakes. Get over it. He's the most iconic broadcaster in Major League Baseball. It's my opinion we should enjoy as much of him as possible because eventually it's going to come to an end. Great start by the Brew Crew. Fun watching the rookies, Terang, Mitchell, and Weimer. Uh, as well as the great young pitching staff. Again, enjoy every bit of it. Lastly, brought up the Jets fans that are getting nervous about the Aaron Rodgers trade taking so long. I really had it had thought it would have been done by now. Do you really think this is going to happen before the draft, or will it happen during the draft? That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. Um, well, I'll say this. If it hasn't happened by day two, then it's not going to happen until after June 1st, which is that that's what's starting to make uh, a lot of the um, – a lot of the Jets fans nervous. They want to get this done. They want to get this over with. They want to get him in. And when I was listening this morning, I think it was the, the fan out of New York, because I was I was kind of just perusing. You can go to New York radio. And I was kind of perusing. And um, one of the things 
that they keep thinking is, is that, well, Rodgers is coming in. Now, he very well may, and I've said all along, I thought Rodgers should, going to a new team, you should want to get in. You should want to meet your staff. You should want to know where the locker room is, the bathrooms are. You know, you should want to know where the parking lot is. You should want all of that stuff. You should want all, to know all of that and, and get acclimated. That shouldn't be the first couple of days of training camp of trying to figure out where you're supposed to go. That should where your meeting rooms are and such. That should be because you've never been to the practice facility, at least as far as I know. So just those little things getting acclimated should be something of interest for Aaron Rodgers. He, he should do that. But they are really, um, they are really like thinking he's coming in. And Rodgers is already, like we said before, he's already a, a keynote speaker at a hallucinogenic convention. That's going to be taking place in June, so I don't know if that coincides with one of their, you know, mini camps or such. But uh, but nevertheless, I, I I don't know. But they just assume he's going to be there. Ben, can you imagine if Rogers says I'll come to the one mandatory, but I'm not coming to anything other than that? Can you imagine what they'll do to him in New York? Oh, I I can imagine it. I've been dreaming about what it's going to look like since this all has begun. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious, right? I just, I can't imagine, I can't, well, you know, I, I think he'll get a pass. And even if he doesn't show up, I mean, there's going to be sportscasters that are going to start to go after him. But I think he'll get a pass until he takes the field. And then if he takes the field and plays the way he played last year, and the angry face and the RBF and, you know, you know, always pointing out somebody else's ineptitudes and not really kind of taking a lot of the blame for himself. But he did. And I, I want to preface that by saying he did do a lot of that last year. He did take a lot of the blame. It was always I did this, but and then it was always onto somebody else. And that's what really kind of makes people mad. Uh, but, you know, when he starts to talk about, well, the relationship between these guys, it's going to take a little while. And this and that, and they're all going to look at him and say, why in the hell weren't you here? That's when that'll start to become prevalent, and that's when he'll get roasted. Until then, they are just thrilled as hell to have a guy, again, going out to MetLife Stadium that's going to be wearing number 12. That's, that, that's, I think they're nervous about getting it done, uh, the, the mass majority, but I think they really don't care as long as they get it done. And I don't think they care if he shows up on day one of the game without even knowing a game plan, just a just to show up i don't think they care until things go wrong and then they'll care because right now they're just they're in a, a euphoric state of we've got this aaron Rodgers deal that's going to get done and as soon as it does we are on our way to a super bowl so uh 877-867-1670 susie says i don't see rogers changing his ways even though the jets want him to be all in uh rick says jets fans are going to lose their minds if the jets get off to a slow start oh god yes especially when uh, it's going to be, you know, hey, Aaron, uh, you know, uh, the offense off to a slow start. You know, what's he'll say, well, you know, uh, it's it's going to take some time. You know, we got to get on the same page and all the other things we've heard. And then they're going to say, well, you know, this is if he doesn't show. They'll say, well, then why weren't you here? And that'll be what we hear. That'll be what we hear. 877-867-1670. Scott says best part of it is the Jets probably told him he could have and do – or not do whatever he wants to talk to him uh, to, into going there rather than retiring. And Scott, you're probably right. You're probably right. 
Uh, Harry says, uh, Bill, the uh, roof was closed, but they showed it on the big screen, and it was loud inside the stadium. That would be something. Now, Harry, good good point, and thank you for letting me know, because I guess Harry was there. That would be something that's cool, too. You're in the stadium, and you see it coming, and then you feel it in the stadium. I know Thomas earlier said uh, flyovers are a waste. No, not really. They're pretty cool. They're a spectacle for the fans. Uh, they're a reminder of our military and some of the some of the might, if you will, that we do have. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're a waste at all. There's a lot of pride there. I, I thought it was really uh, cool yesterday. They showed the national title game, and the woman that is uh, going on the I think the Artemis. Uh, mission. She was the one that was singing the national anthem. And as they panned around, I don't know if you caught it, there was one person that was like, I don't know if they were sitting down or they were just not, they were doing something else in the during the national anthem. The other guy next to him grabbed him and made him stand up and like straighten up, like pay attention. I just thought that was cool. You know, it doesn't matter what you believe, but you got the freedom to believe it, which I think is fantastic. And I, I just thought it was cool. I think it is uh, a you know me, though. I'm very big into supporting the military, firefighters, police, our teachers, all that stuff. I think that, that that vast group of people who do everything and anything they can to protect us and teach our young are very, very, very underpaid and underappreciated. But um, that's just my thought. But I, don't, I, I like the flyovers. I really do. Um, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. A lot more to get to. Hey, I was out today. As a matter of fact, I got up early and dropped my car off out with uh, Lyle and the gang and his son, Chad, out of j Tire Service. It's at Johnson Creek right now at Highway 26 and 94. Uh, just, uh, I'm getting it checked up. I got some travel coming up. I'm going to be doing a lot of driving. So I want to get it. Uh, there was kind of a noise there that was bothering me. I couldn't really put my finger on it. So I said, hey, guys, just take a look. Make sure everything's good to go. So I took it there. I took it to people who I trust because any when you take it to anybody else and you say i hear a noise i don't know what it is i want to make sure my car is good to go and i want to make sure it's safe i want to make sure everything's fine then you just basically open up the can of worms to anybody that wants to take your money and these guys i say nope take it out there i'll say i got a little noise just can you just check it and make sure i'm good to go i may get a call that says hey you got a grinding bearing i may get a call that says hey you got a tire here that is just creating road noise we're just going to change it out or they may call and say no you're good no, you're good. All we did was, you know, inflate your tires a little bit, give you an oil change, off you go. But I trust them. That's the kind of place they are. Again, it's JL Tire and Service Center. They are the best tire dealer, voted the best, and they want to say thank you for voting them the best. They're in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. Get a hold of them. Tell them I sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Waiting for some uh, weather to pass through. I guess uh, we're going to get hit with some stuff today and tonight. Um, I I don't know what time. I know it's going to come a little bit later on this afternoon, but. Uh, stay safe. Stay safe. I guess they confirmed the tornadoes down in Walworth County uh, from last week when we had the severe weather roll through. Now, they weren't, uh, you know, like F5s that were ripping up 20 miles and tons of homes and barns and everything else. But uh, tornadoes are tornadoes, man. 
So stay safe if we uh, we get some severe weather. Uh, 877-867-1670. Kathy says, I think Aaron Rodgers will show up in New York because he's going to show the Packers that he's willing to go all in if they would have wanted him back. He's pretty contradictory, especially if it's to prove a point. See, Kathy, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think not only is he going to do it to kind of indoctrinate himself to whatever new team he ended up with, which most likely 99.99999% of me says is the Jets, but also I think that he is um, – oh, he's – He's he's the guy that says, how dare you doubt me? How dare you doubt me? So uh, my assumption is whatever he's doing right now, he is he is mired in workouts and leg leg workouts and getting his legs back underneath him after last season. And see, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think he will come back. with. I said he probably will be an MVP candidate. He will come back with a vengeance. You bet, bet your sweet buddy will. No doubt about it. I think he does. You're 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 very 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 right. I would be. I would be really surprised if Rodgers did not show up at damn near everything regarding the Jets. Maybe he takes off one camp or something, but I I, I think for the most part he he's going to be at everything, just because. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, do it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Would love to hear from you. Um, what else do we have here for you? Got a lot of stuff. Oh, by the way, by the way, um, Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport had some things to say regarding all of this. Let's take a listen to what Ian Rappaport had to say. Yeah, it's the time of pre-draft visits. When this become news, we start to figure out where are all these top prospects going around the top 10 and then beyond. And, and the top 10 is an interesting spot to start there. Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle, of course, was in the news all during combine week for all the wrong reasons. Eventually pleaded no contest to misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. He's on a visit with the Chicago Bears today. They picked number nine. He has also visited the Philadelphia Eagles, also in the top 10. I know... Uh, Bears GM Ryan Pohl spent time with them at his pro day as well. Uh, I talked to Agent Drew Rosenhaus, who represents Carter earlier this morning. He told me that he has declined several invitations from teams outside the top 10 to host Carter on a visit. Uh, this would be interesting because this would indicate in the uh, eyes of Rosenhaus, based on his information, that he believes Carter is going in the top 10. He told me he has confidence that that is going to be the case now if a team does end up trading into the top 10, then he will have Carter visit there. But as of now, no visits for teams outside the top 10 based on his information and where he believes his client is going. So there you go. He says positively, Jalen Carter, not going to interview with teams outside of the top 10. Not going to talk to you. Which on one hand, you can say, okay, you, you, you know, you, you look at a team like, say, Carolina, they're projected to take a, te- a quarterback. Uh, the Texans are projected to take a quarterback. Um, you know, who else? Indianapolis, Arizona, Seattle, Detroit, you know, the Raiders. He could go to any one of those places. So I get it, but... You know, there have been questions about his character, about his commitment when he came in to the combine a little bit overweight. Maybe some teams in the top ten may say, hey, you may think you're all of that in a bag of chips, but right now 
You haven't proven anything in the NFL. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to give us a shout. Would love to hear from you. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up next.